Welcome into our introductory Cycloneshockey.com podcast. Hi, it's Nick Brunker, voice of the Cyclones, and throughout the course of the season, we invite you to bookmark this page and return often as we'll have updates, interviews, and more right here on Cycloneshockey.com. Stuff you cannot miss. We'll take you inside the locker room, get sound bites from the players and more. It is certainly going to be an exciting season, and we want you to stay with us and stay connected with us as we have all the updates as they come available. The big news this week in the ECHL was regarding the seven expansion teams that were added on Tuesday. Those teams, in case you missed it, were the Allen Americans, Brampton Beast, Missouri Mavericks, Quad City Mallards, Rapid City Rush, Tulsa Oilers, and Wichita Thunder. Now, it was unknown at that point, on Tuesday at least, on how the division alignment was going to be set up because at that point, uh, prior to Tuesday, that is, there were just 21 teams in the ECHL and the Western and Eastern Conference had been previously divided out. So it seemed like at the time we knew what the playoff situation was going to look like, uh, how the conferences were going to be aligned and all that. However, now with the addition of the seven teams, things were obviously going to change. Up until today, we did not know what that was going to look like, but just earlier this afternoon, around 3 o'clock Eastern Time on Thursday, October the 9th, the ECHL approved, thanks to the Board of Governors, the conference and divisional alignment for the upcoming season with those new teams in mind. The North Division will consist of the Cyclones, the Evansville Icemen, the Fort Wayne Comets, the Indy Fuel, Kalamazoo Wings, Toledo Walleye, and Wheeling Nailers. That's a seven-team division. There'll be four of those over the course of the season to battle with. The East Division will have Elmira, Florida, Greenville, Gwinnett, Orlando, Redding, and South Carolina. So a different look to the Eastern Conference than what was previously recorded, at least in terms of a playoff positioning. It's really going to change things up. More about that in just a second. In the Western side of things, all seven of those new teams from the CHL that were absorbed this week will be playing in what is now known as the Central Division. Again, that's Allen, Brampton, Missouri, Quad City, Rapid City, Tulsa, and Wichita. And the Pacific Division, to round out the Western Conference, has the familiar faces like Alaska and Bakersfield, Colorado, Idaho, Ontario, Stockton, and Utah. So uh, that is how things are going to be broken down in terms of division. Now, as the schedule goes, not a whole lot changes from the Cincinnati perspective. We haven't heard anything yet officially as to what the schedule is going to look like with those new seven teams. And as soon as we hear something, we'll, of course, send it here on the podcast page or on our Twitter at Cincy Cyclones, or you can follow me at Nick Brunker on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook as well. As the playoff format goes, the top four teams in each division during the regular season will qualify for the 2015 Kelly Cup playoffs. All four rounds, as it has been over the last couple of seasons, will be in a best-of-seven format. Nothing has really changed in this area from what was previously announced over the summer. The first two rounds of the playoffs will be entirely played within the division, with that division winner meeting the fourth-place finisher and the second place team facing the third place team. The division finals will pit the winner of each of those first round series and then the winner of the North Division finals will meet the winner of the East Division finals in the Eastern Conference finals. So it kind of whittles itself down. Uh, What we can tell you based on the the way the divisions have been now realigned, Cincinnati will face Evansville, Fort Wayne, Indy, Kalamazoo, Toledo, or Wheeling should those teams make the playoffs along with the Cyclones of course. A lot to be decided between now and then but unlike previous years where uh, there was a laundry list, kind of like last season, where it really uh, came down to the last weekend to figure out what team the Cyclones were going to face. This year, at least, that uh, laundry list of teams shrinks mightily. Uh, At least if you are one of the top four teams in the division, that's really all you have to worry about to get into the postseason. Same can be said about the Western Conference. Prior to the change and, of course, the expansion of the league, uh, there was a good chance that uh, how things got whittled down, that the Cyclones, should they make it to the Kelly Cup Finals, could very well face a West 
Western Conference team in the form of the Kalamazoo Wings or Indy Fuel or Fort Wayne Comets. That obviously has since changed since this new realignment and playoff format has been announced. So some exciting times, and obviously with the addition of those seven teams, a much larger league than it has been in previous years. Again, it's now a 28-team league, and uh, that's going to make things very interesting over the course of the season. Once more, we have not heard anything in terms of changes to the uh, 2014-15 schedule, but when that does happen, if that does happen, we will pass it along to you. So be sure to follow us online here at CyclonesHockey.com. Today was day number four of Cyclones training camp as things get rolling along and the preseason opens up tomorrow night against the Wheeling Nailers. More about that in just a minute. But for now, we had a chance to talk with head coach Matt McDonald about the first few days of camp and how he's feeling the team is doing so far. Yeah, the guys are working really hard. I'm really pleased. Uh, all four days, we got everything accomplished that we needed to. The guys haven't taken a step back at all. So, no, definitely uh, from day one all the way to now, um, I'm very excited to see them play tomorrow and see what they can do in a game. After a morning skate on Friday, the team will head up to Wheeling, as I mentioned, for the first of two games this weekend as they'll play the Nailers on Friday and on Sunday. McDonald told us what he'll be looking for in the two preseason tilts. You know, the biggest thing for me uh, looking at these guys playing tomorrow, our, our team is just uh, trying to get guys to see where they fit in and uh, competing. I want guys to go out there and compete, and I've said from day one here it's very important to me. And I want a team that every night is going to do something on the ice. You know, you're not going to win every game, but at the same time, I want guys that have that passion for the game that every night they expect to win, they want to win. So uh, that's, a, that's a big part of tomorrow night. These guys just go out there, get their legs going, see what they have. We haven't bogged them down too much with systems, but they definitely have a, some structure out there. So that part will take care of itself. And uh, no, I just want to see some of their natural abilities come out and see what they do as uh, players. Rookie netminder Sam Britton will likely see some time between the pipes this weekend and is fighting to earn the starting spot. He told us what he has learned so far in a busy preseason for him that has helped his transition from the college to the pro game. Yeah, the biggest thing for me is just learning from the older guys. Just being a young guy coming in here, I just want to uh, work hard and earn my keep and, uh, and you know, learn from the guys who have done this their whole, uh, their whole career. Yeah, you know what, college was, uh, was a good experience, but it's a lot different because you're playing so many more games here, you're traveling, you know, it's, it's a job now. So yeah, that was great college experience and playing in front of that environment, but this is uh, another challenge and a new step. As a Florida draft pick, Britton has been hard at work for more than a month now. He participated not only in the rookie camps, but also main camp and American Hockey League camp with Florida and then, of course, with San Antonio. He told us what he took away from the experience at both of those camps this fall. You know, I just just how to be a pro, what it takes, you know, before practice, after practice, what you have to do day in, day out to be your best. Um, I think just being around some of the uh, NHL guys is pretty cool, seeing how, you know, some of the goaltenders like Luongo prepare and practice was, uh, you know, pretty inspiring. You know, you just want to be comfortable and get ready. It's a first taste of uh, pro hockey in the season, and, and you just want to make sure that you get your, your feet wet and, and ready to play. Matt McDonald says he's been pleased with the rookie goaltender's work ethic so far in camp. Yeah, I know he's a guy who competes. He's a big goalie. He definitely uh, takes up a lot of the net, and, and he seems to compete on every shot. And off the ice, he's definitely a guy that's uh, got a lot of character, good kid, and you know that he uh, comes every day ready to work. We also had a chance to visit with forward Joe Basaraba today. The Panthers' third-round pick from a couple of years ago made his pro debut with the Clones last spring after finishing his college career at the University of Minnesota Duluth. In addition to 10 regular season games, he saw ice time in three of Cincinnati's Kelly Cup playoff tilts. He shared with us what he's learned from his first couple of months as a pro. Oh, it's been good. You know, uh, like you said, we had a long playoff run uh, at the end of last year. And, you know, I think I can take a lot out of that moving forward this year. Uh, 
you know, I have some experience now in professional hockey and, uh, you know, I think uh, going through Florida's camp and uh, San Antonio's as well and now coming here, uh, I feel like my con conditioning is, uh, you know, where it needs to be and, uh, you know, I'm excited to get the season going. I think this is the pace of the game, you know, everything, uh, you got to make sure your, your uh, passes are crisp, hard and, uh, you know, you're positionally sound. Uh, when you get up in those higher levels, uh, everybody's so positionally uh sound that uh, you know you have better options on the ice on the offense and defensively uh, you know there's always guys behind you and uh, covering your spot and you know you just got to learn from that. The Cyclones head coach says after seeing him in action in a short stint last year he expects Basaraba to take another step forward in 2014-15. I think Joe brings a lot to the table and uh, coming in last year out of college it's definitely hard to make that transitions, uh, transition sometimes but I expect a lot of Joe. You know, he's a guy who's got obviously a lot of finesse. He's got hands going with him. If he can uh, pick up a bit of the physicality and take that role as well, I think uh, he'll make a big impact for our organization this year. That's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. Stay tuned throughout the course of the season as we offer up weekly updates and interviews featuring some of your favorite Cyclones players and coaches. I'm Nick Brunker right here on CyclonesHockey.com.